astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today marks episode 40. So Can you believe that? I know. So this is going to be More the last <laughs> the last episode of this season. So 2021 will officially uh, kick off season two. Season two. <laughs> I didn't even know we had seasons in this, but yeah, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. So I don't know really at this point what's going to be too much different, maybe just a different intro, but you know, I think we're tightening up our schedule or talking about kind of some patterns we're seeing and uh, setting up some schedules for different topics and things. Yeah. But who would have guessed? Right. I know. When did we start? What month? Uh, Was it August? Was it August? We launched, I think we launched in August, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, we had this conversation the other day about like how, did COVID make you pivot, mm-hmm. you know, and just all the things that it took to get to the podcast. This is totally off topic. So just for right. anyone yeah. listening, we are talking about Capricorn season yes, today. Yes, we are. Capricorn is a topic. But... Um, but I think, you know, cause everyone like in the beginning had said, oh my gosh, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, that just seems so overwhelming with everything else that goes into self-employment. And, you know, for some people that know, like I ran an Airbnb business. Mm-hmm. Um, out of my house. So I would have people from all over the world staying with me any given time. And so when COVID hit, you know, the Airbnb business naturally, you know, stopped, I'll say. And that's when I started doing lives on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, why didn't I, you know, of course it's intimidating. There was another another level of bad news, COVID. Okay. Lockdown. And then, okay. Airbnb business is gone. Another setback. And yet, okay. So I'll do a Facebook live. Yeah, I thought, let me just stay relevant. And of course, as intimidating as it was, you know, every morning I'd be like worked up. <laughs> I couldn't be yeah. able to relax until it was done. But but I must say, I saw you. You always looked relaxed. But mm-hmm. I knew, I mean, I knew you were tight, but you really always carried. Thank like, you. okay, this is what we do. Yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd be like, why didn't I start doing that before? And I was like, oh, I couldn't do that before because I always had people in my house. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to be like on live thinking, oh, here, here comes my <laughs> guest from Europe walking down the stairs exactly. or something. Yeah. Um, and then it was once, you know, because I couldn't have guests besides immediate family. So I had Mikey on a couple times and I had yeah. you on. Right. And then we started getting the feedback about, oh, you and mom like have something. We want to see more of this. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it transitioned into the podcast. So I think it was just interesting. I think it was over Christmas Eve that we were talking about this, just recapping, like, how did COVID make you pivot? Right. And how did it kind of directly lead to where you are right now? Right. And I'm, I'm sure it's not done unfolding. No. I mean, I mean, our story, yes, possibly that's still unfolding as well, but everyone's story is still unfolding. Yeah. Yeah, ours isn't done yet because we've already been talking about some new things yes, for 2021. Yes, we have, we have. But, but the, it's just exciting that that, you know, I know I don't want to be a Pollyanna about COVID, but we know everyone says it on some level that this has changed us. 
and it's changed individuals. Yeah, because I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are really angry about what's happening. You know, people don't mm. know what's true, what's not. Right. Yes. Um, which can be very, you know, feel mm-hmm. very insecure. And so I think just following the path back and being like, wow, losing the Airbnb business felt like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I remember you were irritated by that. Yeah. And then to see, oh my gosh, it would open up all these other doors. So hopefully you're in a place too where you can see maybe some of the positive side of it. Hopefully, yes, yes. Yeah. So we're on to season two. Is well, this season one? This, this is, still is season, season one. Okay, we're not on to season yeah. two. Well, this is season this one. This is episode four. Finale. The finale. finale. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think one other thing I wanted to talk about, so we had the great conjunction. Yes. Um, gosh, like a week ago now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, we talked about what energy does this kick off. Right. We talked about that. And we've talked about it. I think two, two, two episodes now we've brought it up. But I think it was interesting because one of the things was, was learning about DNA and uh, neurology. Neurology, <laughs> neurology was going to be the focus. And now it's coming out that, you know, COVID, a lot of the long-term effects actually are going, they're reporting that it's affecting neurology. neurology. It's affecting them. Uh, Sanjay Gupta had a great article, read it, saying that it's neurology. It's altering neurology of people. And I thought, oh my God, that's the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. It was yeah. all about neurology. Yeah. That was pretty incredible. And then the Russian hacking story came in. And, and we use the words programming and deprogramming. Well, I guess that is a way of saying hacking as well. People extracting information, deprogramming what we, you know, what our secrets were. Absolutely. So there was two huge stories that came out within the week of that conjunction. Yeah. And and both of them had already, they've been going on, but now this is just the story now coming to the surface and kind of confirming. Right. So it, it, it be further, I'd like to keep touching back to stories that relate to that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Absolutely. Well, because there was so much hype around it last week and yes. now I don't see anything about it. And I'm like, right. that was, that no, was just one no, date. That, that, that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't it. This is the, the story for the next 20 years. Yes. And so, the you themes. know, yeah, the themes. Yeah. Anyhow. Okay. So with that said, let's talk about Capricorn season. So Capricorn season uh, kicked off this week. Um, so this is relevant one to learn about you. If you're a Capricorn sun, uh, if you're a Capricorn rising Capricorn moon, these would all be very important. Um, if you're married to a Capricorn raising children, uh, best yes. friend, that's a Capricorn. This should all, you know, come to use with how they think, how uh, they're programmed and better, maybe how to better relate to them. Absolutely. So just a few things, um, just some basics about Capricorn. They're an earth sign. Um, they're ruled by Saturn and they're represented by the goat. Yeah. The mountain goat, mountain goat, which by the way, is a very interesting animal. Evidently. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about them recently. Yeah. They're very narrow animals. So they can kind of hug, hug the mountain, I guess would Mm -hmm. be the idea. Lean into the mountain to you know, they're known for incredible stability. Absolutely. And agileness in finding the next step, finding something that they can cling on to that will support themselves. Well, I think that was interesting because in your research on the mountain goat, you know, you were looking for what are the statistics of them actually falling? Yeah, I did. Cause <laughs> right? I know, well, they must fall all the time, one would think. Yeah, and there was little evident or little numbers reported on them actually falling because they can cling on to onto different parts of the mountain any sort of yeah anything that can give them a little bit of structure almost like a little bit of hope 
Mm-hmm. They can cling to the edge of it. Yeah. But Somehow it, physically, but that would be taken as a quality in a Capricorn. Yeah. It's like getting your, you know, we talk about getting your foot in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Theirs is like getting their toe in the door. <laughs> if I can just get my toe in that executive suite, or, you know, if I can just be the subs, the backup in the play, just getting their toe in the door, Capricorns can really leverage themselves. Yeah. They're known for scaling, getting up high. They are. I'm just thinking of maybe the negative connotation of that clinging. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you fall, you have to release a lot and kind of start over. Yeah. And that idea, if you're not releasing, but you're just clinging, you're just holding on to, mm-hmm. that that could be a negative connotation to it. Right. Could that, be. Could be. Absolutely. Could be a life lesson to learn how to let go. Right. Generally, Capricorns do have some significant, I don't want to say more dramatic, but there's significant losses or falls they take through the course of their lifetime. Yeah. So it's not just because we don't think of a, a mountain goat racing up the mountain. Mm-mm. No, they don't, you know, they go, they zigzag. True. You know, to wherever they can find a toehold, right? Mm-hmm. They go that direction and they may come back and go, you know, eventually get up there. True. But they don't take a lot of shortcuts, that's for sure. Right. It's like a staircase. Right. It's a staircase, but it's, you know, somebody else might say, well, you took a long, about, long about way to do that. True. But it was solid, generally. Well, let's talk about them being born in the winter. I think that's significant. Um, you know, Capricorn, it does start in the, at the end of December and go through mid-January. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think most of the time you just think, okay, January holds the bulk of Capricorn season. Yes, we think right? that. Um, it's not to disclude anyone that is a December Capricorn, but right, we, do, we do think it's the harshness of winter, uh, babies born at this time. Yeah, I mean, what, what do we do? We, you know, you, you wrap them, you double wrap them, right? <laughs> you protect them, you cover their face, you know, to, if they're going to, you know, you're just going from the front door to the car, you know, you really go out of your way to bundle them. Mm-hmm. So they're exposed on some level to harshness, right. right? Right. Some sense of scarcity. I mean, the child does not know this. The baby doesn't know this. But there's some sense of protection. Be careful. Conservative thinking. Right. So you think that that could be used as, um, you know, a storyline for them throughout their life. Yeah. That they need to be overprepared. They need to have a backup plan. Maybe they save money in a certain way, um, planning for the future because and, they're born into that harsh yeah, environment. Yeah, but then translate it. So what will they do? They'll go about, oh, I'm going to hire employees. I'm going to make sure they have benefits. I'm going to make sure they have a 40-hour week, right? They, they, they then flip that energy out. Oh, I, my children. I'm going to protect my children more so. I'm going to maybe spend more on my children. What do they need? I'm going to try to insulate my children. Yeah, insulate is a word that comes to mind. Or do take some action that other people might not approve of, but it's going to be good for my kids. Okay. Right. It gives my kids stability, so I'll do that. That somebody else might say, oh, you shouldn't do that. That makes sense. Right. So it's, it's a fostering. There's a lot of cancer in Capricorn, that element of wanting to protect and wanting to 
uh, have create family. It's in with it's within that Capricorn energy. Yeah. So you um, are Capricorn rising. I'm Capricorn rising. I feel like I know Capricorn. <laughs> right? I really do. I really do. And I, I think it's interesting. I, I think this is odd. You know, I have two brothers, mm-hmm. and um, all three of us were born with Capricorn rising. Now, wow. what are the odds of that? That's pretty wild. I thought so. And I, for years, to be honest, I thought, well, my parents just drilled into us work, 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 work. Like everything was based on, you know, did you do your job today? And there was great, okay, you worked. And it wasn't, you didn't get accolades for working, but it was just was expected work. Now, I'm not saying I had a bad childhood, be really clear, because yeah. they didn't work me. Okay. <laughs> you know, my parents weren't working me. But the idea of getting a job and, and being loyal and showing up and doing a great job, those were really high, I think, virtues. Yeah. But now, in hindsight, I look and go, that's because we all had Capricorn, the kids all had Capricorn rising. So, of course, my brothers had paper routes, you know, and, you know, I got a job as early as I could. And, you know, that was just part of it to always stay working, whether I was in college, you know, uh, my brothers both, would be, they took on major projects, work projects. Well, even still. Oh, yes, I mean, even still. To today, yes. Like, uh, my uncle and watching you work, I mean, that that um, yeah, that work ethic is definitely still there. Absolutely. I think, and then I married, uh, you know, Bill, and Bill is really into work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like <laughs> I know this world. <laughs> yeah, you can go home, go to my house, and my parents are both each in their office, both working, both you know, at the age of retirement and yeah. still yeah. Uh, putting in full hour, full day um, work shifts. Well, there's, a, there's an inter- there's two there's two uh, interesting um, sayings. One is you are your work, Capricorn. You are your work. Now, I I've, I kind of insulted by that on some level, you know, just because I have Capricorn rising. But it is so much. My identity goes into what I do. I can see that from the outside. You know. And the other one is work defines you. That's Capricorn. Work defines you. And it's not job. That's the interesting thing. You think, oh, oh, my job. No, I just work nine to five. I come home. No, it's what do you do when you come home? What yeah. responsibilities? Uh, taking care of your children, taking care of pets, animals, neighbors, mom, right? Well, yeah, I think that's another interesting thing about your brother. So obviously he's a very hard worker, mm-hmm. runs a grocery store, is a butcher, all this stuff. But then he had five children. Right. Responsible. Um, yeah, I know a lot of Capricorns. It's like when they go into something, it's it they're all in. So whether all or in. they have a lot of children then, or they rise really high in the workforce, you know that whatever they do, they can almost become uh, obsessive over. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think I don't know if I don't know if I like that word. I'm that, sure <laughs> I, that word, yeah. obsessive, because it just is. It's a dutifulness. You've signed uh-huh. up. It's a loyalty thing. It's an allegiance. Okay. You know, that you're going to do it completely, thoroughly. You're going to immerse yourself in it. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe obsessive was a little harsh. <laughs> but, it, I mean, like all those things, dutiful is a good word. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. just to, for anyone listening that maybe they're not a Capricorn or they can't, they don't have any immediate Capricorn people, mm-hmm. um, something to tie in would be, um, we did an episode on this about talking about what holidays fall into oh. each sign. Yes. And so here we are gearing up for New Year's. And New Year's, I think, is a great example of Capricorn energy. Because what do we do at New Year's? We 
we start putting all of these rules and regulations on ourselves. We we're make, dutiful. We make, <laughs> we make up rules for ourselves. Yeah. Nobody yeah. pushes the New Year resolution onto you. True. No, we volunteer. I guess that's where that obsessive thing came from because then it's like, oh, I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, like, mm, we become a little, um, gosh, why, I, why can't I think of another word? Okay, we become dutiful, but mm-hmm. it consumes us. Mm-hmm. Some well, of these... also, it, it, there's a little bit of, I don't, I don't have the right word for this. It's like when you do something to the point that it, it, you and suffer is the wrong word. That's why I can't I know, think of yeah. what the word is. You <laughs> All limit the yourself. Listening yeah, like, this oh, is a harsh word. episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you like when you say, "Okay, I'm not going to eat sugar this year. I'm going to cut back my sugar." Well, it's cutting back the sweetness. Oh, I can't indulge myself. I can't be laid back. I'm going to be self-disciplined. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking. At. It's very self-disciplined energy that Capricorn. Yes. They can they can think that okay, I'm not doing that. Correct. And they're okay with it. They self-discipline themselves to put that blinder up. They're all going on holiday over there. I'm going to go and do the work that I want to do. Okay, self-discipline, self-discipline. and There's dutiful. The there we go. So, Boy, yeah. We so, should have talked about this before we started talking. <laughs> Get the well, I do think, I mean, all, all things have a higher and lower octave. Yeah. So some people could feel, you know, that it's an obsession or some people could feel like it's taking over their lives. If they haven't learned how to control the energy. You're absolutely right. You're yeah. absolutely right. And, you know, I've, I've worked with a couple of charts that have tons of Capricorn in them. And um, uh, it can bring out a real restlessness. Right. You know. So maybe just if just your sun is in Capricorn or just your rising, you know, th- these things might seem a little extreme. But if you have a couple planets sitting there, it can really spotlight or escalate that energy right right so just to go back to that idea i think we close it out but just new year's what are we doing oh yeah all these rules regulations on ourselves that is a very capricorn energy and it falls into capricorn season so you know the idea of like this time is really um catered to or supports you putting rules and restrictions on yourself yeah and i think it, it would be interesting just to see what the statistics are of how many people fall off the wagon of their New Year's resolution once we hit Aquarius season, once we're not right. in that Capricorn oh, yeah. season anymore. Oh, yeah. I think most of us are good for about three weeks, right. solid, <laughs> yeah. right? Really good. Yep. Then Aquarius comes and that says, oh, do your own thing, you right. know, <laughs> forget these rules, right? Yeah. Reinvent yourself. That would be really interesting. Okay. Well, I'd like to talk about the fact of if you if you draw the symbol for Capricorn, there's a V in it, is it? And again, it's, you can look it up. But there's a V in the symbol that you're drawing for the sign Capricorn, and that represents the knee and fl- the need for flexibility. The knee, right? When mm-hmm. you when when you're standing and you take a step, the first what do I want to say? The first body part that leads the body as you make a step is your knee. Yeah, it's the first part that has to move or like hinge. Hinge. In order and that's to move that forward. V. Uh, so, so Capricorns in general can be sensitive about their knees, obviously for all the type of issues one can have with their knees. And um, uh, I thought that's interesting that, that the V is. And so it t- basically it's a little bit of a warning maybe to Capricorns. You have to have some flexibility. You have to bend sometimes. Yeah. 
right? Which Capricorns generally we think of everything's kind of black and white, and this is my structure. This is how I do it. And now all of a sudden, you know, somebody else comes in, and oh, now I have to bend to accommodate. Well, because they're an Earth sign, so they like that dependability. They like the predictability. Yes. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about like the three different Capricorns there are. Yeah, that's it's an interesting idea that every sign we could break into three further categories. Yeah. So um, if you're in that first, um, I'll say 10 days of Capricorn, so um, December 22nd to December 31st, you're a Capricorn Capricorn. Yeah, a dub- <laughs> we'd call it like a, a double. double strength Capricorn that you should relate more so to what we've said, I yeah. would think more hands down. Yeah. Um, can be very hardworking, can be very dutiful. They show up. Yeah. They show up. And that is their saving grace. You may not like a Capricorn. But they show up. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that, I still remember years ago when I was managing a relatively small office. And there was one gal that, was she the best worker? No, but she showed up. You could count on her always to be there. And that meant a lot. Yeah, it's like that idea of that resolution. This is what I'm doing. Okay, I have to do it. I have to be dutiful. I have to. Yeah, and they show up early, you know. That was like, that was a godsend. So that leadership quality is really strong in that December 22nd to December 31st. They are ambitious and they have a maturity. And that's, I, we're going to talk about that as well. That's very interesting. Capricorns oftentimes can be more adult-like when they're oh, yeah. younger, right? And we'll talk about that a little bit. But anyhow, uh, and maybe, you know, devoted might be another word I might use. And if I said timid, that sounds so weak. But again, it's the idea of maybe being a little bit more on the quiet side. Yeah. Or maybe not knowing how to read them. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, January 1st to January 10th, you are more colored by Taurus. So you're a Capricorn, but you're like a Taurus Capricorn. Um, So just uh, for anyone following, these are the other earth signs. Um, And so we're just breaking it down into three different categories within. So, you know, you might be obviously a Capricorn, but feel like, oh, I'm a little bit more artistic. Think of of mama. Oh, yeah. See, uh, Kate's grandmother. Yeah. uh, My husband's mother. Your (laughs) mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Get all the terms down here. Uh, She was like a January 2nd, January 3rd, I think her yeah, she loved quilting. Yeah. Yeah. Loved baking. Yeah, she loved all the... Something that gave her some creativity. She yeah. really enjoyed that. And that is what... The artistic side comes out in some way. You know, she made a lot of patterns, did a lot of sewing. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, you know... Yeah, maybe more attracted to beauty, the cosmetic counter, being out in nature, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sensual. Yeah, they still carry the qualities of Capricorn, but they they have a softer, more expressive side to themselves. Yep. And then if you're that January 11th through uh, the end of Capricorn season, so the 20th, we're saying you're more colored by Virgo. Yeah, so you want the facts. You want the, you know, you may come across as intelligent only because you've looked into it, mm-hmm. right? I can think of my, my father falls into this category. You know, I think if he was going to buy something, he got the, he did his research. He got all the facts together. I don't remember him making a lot of impulsive purchases along the way. That That's what I say generally. You can say they're overly intelligent, but I don't mean in a, like a bravado sort of way. Overly intelligent meaning they've done, they know what they're talking about. They've looked into it. Yeah, it could make them also very good with details. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very resourceful. Yeah. And and then there was some level there of, and again, I'm going to faith, faithfulness. Okay. So they can, you know, easily, more easily subscribe or have a more of a spiritual, deep spiritual belief. And I think they're very sympathetic. They kind of have a very humanistic side to them. I think this is one of the most interesting points about Capricorn, which we already kind of touched on. We, we teased a little bit is mm-hmm. that um, they kind of have this Benjamin Button trait where they age backwards. Yeah. So you said something about, oh, they maybe have had a harder child like childhood and then they grow into that dutifulness. Um, and yeah, so they could even do it with what they've been through or even their appearance, their looks. Literally, they can be just more of a, a quiet, you know, serious student, mm-hmm. like, you know, Child, taking everything yeah. very seriously and to the test, so to speak, and what's my grade and, you know, coming from that background. And then again, over the course of time, now we're not talking like at age 30, all of a sudden there's something different, but, you know, they start anti-aging. They look more relaxed on their face. I know a lot of Capricorns where I would think they were my age or younger. Mm-hmm. And they they have years on me. Right, yeah. right. They they ant they literally anti age. And yes, maybe it's because they use anti aging products. That I mean, there's yes, that could be the, It's in their path to anti age. But you might see them laughing, joking more. And of course, you may be just meeting them. You may be meeting them at, at forty or fifty and thinking, oh, this is the way they are. Then you find out their storyline, and they were rather, you know very limited or, you know, uh, very so dedicated to something at some point that they kind of didn't even consider hobbies or things they might do for fun. Yeah, could have had that because they're all about that dutifulness and that strictness ruled by Saturn. They could have had a very tough upbringing where they weren't like allowed to be a child. They had to maybe substitute for a parent or they had to kind of raise themselves that they Mm -hmm. maybe had missed out on child to an extent you know this is just an example of it yeah and so you know, they dedicate their adult life to a simple example of that again this isn't old you probably don't relate to muhammad ali but muhammad ali you know was a very uh you know he got numerous awards for his boxing and dominated the industry for some time uh, but you know he t- was a uh, very serious uh, you know obviously getting into boxing competitive boxing early age you know how serious you'd have to be mm-hmm. to, to get into that field off the bat you know, and then he went back and, you know, he, he resisted the draft of Vietnam War, made a big stand. That was huge. You know, again, I won't go into the, the storyline of it. It's those of us of a certain age remember the story. And, you know, he was, it was quite controversial, uh, but he made his stand, stood by it. Um, you know, and then as he got older, you know, he got more fun. He became more funny when you listened to him and he had his rhyming thing going on. He rhymed everything as he spoke. And it was just, he became more joyful as he aged. I, I, I don't know this story. Oh, well, <laughs> again, I'm not going to try to tell everyone <laughs> yeah, the story. Fine, yeah. But, you know, you had to have been okay. there, Kate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I okay. appreciate that. Well, I know, because the, the ones that stick out to me would be Dolly Parton and mm-hmm. Betty White. And not to lump their two stories together. Right, yeah. But, you know, I think both of them look great for their age. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Um, We talk about Dolly Parton being born into poverty. Uh, Yeah, dirt poor, I think you might call it. Yeah. And, you know, she has, I mean, she she looks like fun. She looks young, like she's very conscious of of looks. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then you look at someone like Betty White. I mean, she's... (laughs) 
she's taken a huge presence here just in the last few years. Yeah, I mean, um, it was at age 88. She came back. It, the series is now over. That uh, Hot in Cleveland, I think, Hot hot in Cleveland, yeah, uh, series. And, you know, at 88, can you imagine? Right. Almost like the comeback kid. Yeah, the longevity. There's this. There's that Capricorn, Billy Goat energy. You know, uh, Betty White did a lot of stints in game shows as well. So she was in series. She, had, she actually was the first woman to uh, launch a sitcom in 1955. I wasn't well, I aware of that. that. You know, I was three years old at the time. Yeah. But the <laughs> idea is uh, she's really bounced around in many different genres. Even she's been on Saturday Night Live. Right? No, yeah, people you know? have been saying Betty White for president. I mean, she. Yeah, she's. <laughs> that is the ultimate image of a Capricorn: zigzagging around wherever niche they can get their toehold into. So I think that would just be an interesting thought for uh, maybe Capricorns listening. You know, maybe twenty, thirty, even forty years old, thinking, "Gosh, I've been in the same job for a long time." I mean, right. I can't yeah. imagine, but yeah. you know, yeah. like just that. You still have that whole life to, you know, if you haven't done it, oh. that this is saying this is your permission. Like your, you know, your sun sign or your moon sign promises that, you know, you'll be successful or you'll be able to yes. move forward with it. And it, it. doesn't, isn't always in, in a job. You know, I mean, True. you can think of it loosely as a career. I did a little bit of this. I did a little bit of that. I kept moving around type of thing. But it's also in other outside interests that you have. True. So it shows up. Do you want to talk about that last um, example? Oh, Mary J. Blige. I mean, yeah. just her story is riveting. You know, again, came out of poverty uh, and then a, a divorce. Um, and then she got even exposed to worse stuff then. She yeah. saw a lot of women being abused in her lifetime. And then she found refuge. Okay, she she found her, think of the billy goat or the mountain goat. Yeah. She found a refuge in church. And that's when she started blossoming and everything started kind of coming together. And then she got pregnant and, you know, uh, you know things got, went downhill again for her. And I love the punchline. She says, her quote, I was saved by the karaoke machine at the mall. Yeah, that her, all the friends were going over there doing this thing. She went over, took her cassette recorder with her, recorded her <laughs> singing a song. And long story short, it was picked up by uh, Uptown Records and, of course, launched her. But it represents the kind of the thing can go back to that mountain goat trying to go up a mountain. It's not easy. And there's sometimes you just get stuck out on a ledge, I I assume. Oh, yeah. You have to pause a second. Where where am I going to go from here, so to speak? And, yeah, occasionally you must fall, I'm guessing. Right. We don't yeah. know that. We haven't, <laughs> yeah. we haven't got. We haven't had a confirmed case of a, of a mountain goat falling, but we're, we're convinced they must fall they, at some yeah. point. <laughs> well, I mean, or just the symbolism. You know, you're up yeah. so up high that yeah. the falls couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, but, big. Anyhow, Capricorns, happy birthday! Absolutely. So um, we hope that you enjoyed. Uh, learning maybe about yourself, about your partner, about your child. And just remember, we're in that season. So, you know, you have these energies on your side to be dutiful, to be diligent, to kind of set up these new rules for yourself um, as you move into the new year to 2021. So I think happy new year to everyone. Happy new year. Yep. Um, And thank you so much for listening to our first season. And we look forward to talking to you in 2021. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Before I go, I want to talk about a mini series that I'm teaching in downtown Las Vegas at the Lair Lounge. 
on January 12th at 6.30 p.m. I'll be teaching a class called Unlocking Change, a Feng Shui Guide to 2021. This will be an intimate evening of me laying out everything you need to do to get energetically ready for the new year. To book your slot, call 702-888-2037. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our notifications. And to book an astrology or feng shui appointment, you can find us at www.thekatewind.com or www.maryswick.com. Also, make sure to tune in to my Facebook or Instagram for my weekly horoscopes. You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind.